So, hey guys, thanks so much to uh, Anchor. Uh, they're the ones that run my podcast, and I appreciate them a bunch. And as always, thanks to Lance and Zeke over at Solderweld. You can check them out at www.solderweld.com. Uh, they're the makers of Alloy Sol and Multi Sol and uh, Hot Block and 15% Round Rod. They got tons of product out there. They're a small business, so check them out and buy from them, uh, especially during this time. It's time to help out the, the small businesses, uh, no matter where we live. We're in Canada, the UK, America. Help out those small businesses. And check them out at www.solderweld.com. And so today, um, this is a really kind of an Instagram um, interview for the podcast. It's really for the Instagrammers out there because today we're talking to Bam Bam Strong, Ben Thompson, and Ben and I have spoken before and, and I um, he's somebody that I value as family because he's actually one of the very few outsiders that's in my family Facebook page. Um, I have a very small Facebook page, but I, I think about Ben a lot. Um, he's right around that, uh, age of my son and, uh, and I worry about him. If you guys don't know, I worry about him a lot, especially with what's going on today. Um, and Ben's going to talk about his feelings, what's going on in his life, losing a job, uh, starting a new family with a new baby and some surprises too, that I'm really happy to, to hear about. So welcome Ben. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's, uh, what it's been almost exactly a year since I was last on, so it's uh, it? good to be back. Wow. Last time you were on, we spoke about fitness, blue collar and fitness. Yep. Yep, yep. It's, uh, things have changed a little since then. I can't say my, uh, can't say my own fitness has just been uh, exactly what it used to be, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're still trying. So you're still in the trade. You're still doing HVAC. Yep. But but with the COVID-19 outbreak and what was going on in Canada, because you live in British Columbia, I think? Yes, in Vancouver. What, what's going on in Vancouver with COVID-19 and what, what's happening with you? Well, I mean, what isn't going on, it's, I mean, it's the same as everywhere else. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, scary times for, for everybody. Um, I think I'm pretty fort, or we are pretty fortunate up here in that our our cases, our our deaths, etc., are all um, are actually pretty low compared to some of the some of the other places um, where people live and, and that I follow and see on the news. Um, but obviously, it's having the same effect on on businesses and, and work, just like everywhere else. Um, you know, and it's as I say, it's weird, weird times for for everybody, and um, just kind of it's scary a little bit, I guess. Um, you know, it's everyone's stuck at home, same, same. You know, wherever you are, um, if you get to go to work, obviously essential personnel. If you still have a job and you get to go to work, you know, good for you, but also a worry at the same time. But yeah, it all just kind of. It all just kind of fucking sucks, to tell you the truth. But you were working, and did they just bring you in one day and say, hey, man, it's been great, it's been good? Well, I mean, anybody who follows my, my Instagram will know that I actually recently just changed company um, in, what, January time, I think it was. Right. Um, I moved from Ashton Service Group, where I was before, to another company called Moore & Russell. Um 
And uh, yeah, things were going good. Obviously, I was still working my probation time. Um, and then we had our baby um, came along in March. So, um, you know, Miss Tegan showed up and I was actually off on paternity leave. And I found out that they basically had laid off pretty much everybody. Um, that's including, you know, installers, service techs, office staff, just working a skeleton crew to run emergency calls. Um, yeah, and that's kind of it. So basically I don't have a job at the moment to, to go back to or find out I didn't have a job really to go back to. And uh, just had to kind of try and figure that out. I'm, I'm fortunate, you know, my paternity leave landed where it did um, in Canada or in British Columbia anyway. Um, I'm very fortunate that we actually get five weeks paid paternity leave. Um, you get 55% of your, your wage. So, I mean, that's that's awesome. I mean, I know in the States, it's like you get three to five days, I think, paid. And then after that, if you want more time, it's unpaid. Um, in the UK, if I was still back home, you only get, you get two weeks. So, I mean, to get five weeks is next level. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't uh, as big a worry, really, as, as I mean it could have been. Um, because we had saved money um, in preparation for me being off on paternity leave. And then, uh, so so we kind of prepared a little bit. But I mean, I know a ton of guys uh, who used to work with me, um, who moved companies as well, uh, even just guys from other companies that follow me on Instagram that are out of work, you know, and they're, they're kind of like, shit, I don't know what I'm going to do. Can you, um, hold you on know, a can you put the phone in one spot? Because it's moving around and it's making all sorts of noise. Sure. That Pretty better? A lot better. Okay. I didn't mean to cut you off. You were cruising, so can, I just didn't want to... No, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as, as I was saying, there's just tons of guys who, you know, are... They don't know what they're going to do. Luckily, the government's rolling out, you know, initiatives to help give people money to help pay for rent and... And, you know, giving them money, you know, basically unemployment benefit because they've been laid off from the virus. But I mean, even then, it's not it's not full wage, you know, and stuff like that. So there's a lot of people worried at this moment in time. When um, before the covid, before this outbreak and pandemic was announced, were you guys living I, want to, I don't want to say paycheck to paycheck, but were you doing okay or were you in pretty high debt? Yeah, no, no, we were doing fine. You know, luckily, you know, we're, we're pretty sensible with our money and, uh, you know, um, we like to, as I said, we tried to prepare for, for things and, and save as much money as we can. So we were doing, we were doing pretty good. I can't, I, you know, I can't complain. Definitely wasn't, uh, definitely wasn't paycheck to paycheck, um, but it's you know Vancouver is pretty damn expensive, and it's it's pretty easy to spend money here, <laughs> you know, and even just on on living in general, you know, groceries are a lot more expensive, you know, rent is expensive, you know, just li living in general. When we spoke last year, you were in the process of getting your residence card, I think, or your residence. Yep. Since we've spoken, you've actually become a resident. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I mean, a lot of people get a lawyer, you know, to try and do the paperwork and stuff for them. Um, I'm lucky in that my my wife is 
<laughs> very good at that sort of stuff and keeps me on the straight and narrow. Um, so we managed to get the whole process done in like eight months, which is pretty pretty damn quick. Um, it actually came through uh, 9th of January, I think it was, mm-hmm. day before my birthday. Um, so got my residence, um, permanent residency card. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was the highlight of the, of the the start of the year before everything turned to shit, you know. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, yeah, everything was going great. We had that, we had the baby coming, you know, everything was all sorted out. And then here's the downturn. We're at where we're at. So you're born on January 10th. January 10th, yep. My son is born January 10th. So now oh, I, got, really? I have two Bens in my life that are born January 10th. So if I forget, <laughs> if I forget yours, it's just because I'm an asshole. Um, well, I'll, I'll forgive you. Okay. We all get old at some point, right? Oh, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the economy does what it does. The pandemic does what it does. Your your exercise. Are you still exercising? Are you obviously you can't get to the gym and deadlift. Are you? How are you staying fit? Um, it mostly has just been a lot of walking. Mm. You know, I ha- I honestly I'm, I'm not going to bullshit anybody. I haven't been to the gym in like three and a half months. Uh, work was crazy busy. Uh, Galia was heavily pregnant, so like by the time I got home at night time, it was nice to just sit and and relax. Um with her at nighttime and you know just just chill out you know she had a pretty rough pregnancy um and you know need like it was nice for me to be at home with her and help as much as i could um so yeah you know the gym is always there it's not going anywhere um it may be closed at this moment in time but it's definitely not going anywhere and you know as soon as things are back to normal i'll be back in there as will galia you know um we just got to try and figure out a plan of what we're going to do with the, the baby at that point. Well, there's always, they always talk about muscle memory. So obviously the minute you hit back to the gym, your muscle is going to go, holy shit, he's back. He's back. And you're going to, you're going to may, may take you a little bit, but you'll be right back in it. Oh yeah. It's going to hurt a lot. I can just feel it, mm-hmm. but, uh, we'll definitely, we'll get there and we'll be back better than ever. Um, you know, I'm really not worried about it. You know, other things take priority. Family being number one. Mm-hmm. Um, so just gotta, just gotta roll with it. Roll with the punches, and you know, just deal with things when they come along. How is um, how is Canada? Um, how is Vancouver, especially dealing with this pandemic, this mess? Are they doing better than America does? And this isn't a Trump thing because everybody wants to get on the Trump bandwagon. But I mean, are they doing? Are they doing better than most places? Um, What's happening? Yeah, I mean, statistically wise, if you look at the statistics, we're doing much better. Like we in BC alone, yesterday we only had twenty nine new cases, hmm. which is nothing. You know what I mean? Um, really, compared to other places. Um, they put they didn't put a mandatory stay at home in place. They they put an advisory. Um, but I mean, most people are pretty much following it and sticking at home as much as possible. I mean, just before we we start talking, I was at the grocery store, and people are only there if they need to be there, you know, which is good. The roads are quiet. 
lonely. There's a lot of vans on the road. You see a lot of guys like plumbers and and tradesmen who are still working away. You know, they're still still at it. But apart from that, it's yeah, people are dealing with it. Or sorry, I should say they're not dealing with it well. People are not dealing with it well because we're all stuck inside and we hate that. But people are doing what they need to do in order to try and sort this out as quick as possible. Um, in comparison to the states or certain states, I should say, we're doing a hell of a lot better. I mean, even better than the UK. I mean, the UK had, I spoke to my mum yesterday, they had over 700 deaths in the UK in one day. I mean, they have more deaths. In It's almost more deaths in one day than we have in total in, in uh, Canada. Wow. So, it's, yeah, I mean, things are, things are annoying. You know, people are frustrated. We're all frustrated, but... If we just keep doing what we're doing for another couple of weeks, I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, they keep talking about flattening the curve. We're already doing that, and I'm hoping things will get better real real quick. I, I noticed when I drive on the freeways here in Arizona, I can see all the essentials, meaning all the plumbers and tradesmen. Like, before, they're all blended in with traffic, but now that the traffic is gone, man, I'm like, man, there's a lot of construction and service vans and trucks on the road. So it's it's definitely different when I travel. With all- and you know what? I'm kind of hoping that, you know, there's a lot of big companies up this way, you know, in Vancouver and Seattle. There's Amazon, there's Google, there's, you know, this, that, and Starbucks, all that kind of thing. All these people are working from home. Like, my, my mother-in-law works for a big insurance company. They're all working from home. The office is sitting pretty much empty. And I just wonder, you know how much these big companies are going to look at it and realize and be like, you know what? We're sustainable working from home. Like why, why waste money with a big office? Why waste money getting people on the road? Like if we can pay them to sit at home and do the same thing, you know, it's, I I think, I think there will be a lot of big changes from this. And it's unfortunate that it's taken something like this and, and all the deaths that we're having in order to, to make people realize that change needs to happen but in a way you know you always kind of have to look on the positive side and unfortunately i think that this will create positive changes in society so let's talk about a positive change because i reached out to you after i found out that you were at home and i said listen i got a buddy of mine that owns a can a company an ac company in canada um they're in all the provinces and I could reach out and see if you need a job. And you were like, no, dude, I'm good. I've got big changes. So what are those big changes? What are the positive changes out of all of this? Yeah, so when I when I left Ashton in, in January time, Gallia really wanted me to go self-employed. And I, I said, no, I, I, like I, that's where I want to be. But I wasn't comfortable doing that because... We had a baby coming, and I didn't want to lay the money out and, and all the stuff for a truck, etc., etc. Um, and, I mean, now it's kind of forced my hand into doing that. I mean, the companies that I see that are actually thriving at the moment are all the smaller ones, you know, smaller plumbing companies, smaller HVAC companies that have less overheads, less guys, etc. And, I mean, the, the, the support that I have had from my friends who have plumbing companies from my wife from everybody else has been great so i've actually made the decision that i'm going self-employed i've got the company registered um 
I'm getting a logo. I'm actually working on a logo just now with uh, Jamie from Northwest HVAC. If anybody doesn't know, Jamie does a lot of uh, his own designs for his blue collar crew. And um, so I'm working with him to get that sorted out. And uh, yeah, HVAC Strong Mechanical is going to be up and running very, very soon. But there had to be, obviously, what happened with the pandemic was going on. Sure. But you started putting the processes in place before that. What were, yeah. was it saving money? Was it, was it research? What did you do to, before you reached out? Because there could be another HVAC strong. What did yeah, you do? There, there was a, there was a mixture of different things, obviously saving money, you know, figuring out if it's actually going to be viable for me to do it. And um, which I know a lot of guys tend to shit on, you know, other techs who do side work and, you know, I was, doing site work because that's how you build a client base you need to know the people you need to build those contacts you know and and get your name out there so i'd already kind of had hvac strong kind of working a little bit you know just so people knew who i was and knew what i could do um and then you know for registration you have to get online look and see if the company name exists you have to get you know this that and the next thing all sorted out you know in order to actually get a business rolling um I actually didn't even get the business registered until just two days ago. You know, you have to put in the application, wait for it to come back before you can officially register it. Um, but these are all things that, you know, I kind of had in mind and I had the processes kind of planned out. Um, it was just when I was going to implement it, I didn't really know. And it was all because of this that, you know, I I kind of went, okay, this is, this is the time to do it. Um, I have work sitting waiting to be done. I just have to get to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's it's exciting. Is it scary? Yeah, it's scary. I mean, buying a work truck is like a forty thousand dollar process. You know, it's it's not a cheap thing. Um, luckily, I own nearly all my own tools, so that's that's a big expense. I don't like have to worry about. Um, but. Yeah, it's a big it's a big decision. You know, like with anything in life, you have to weigh up the pros and cons. You have to you have to have everything planned out, you know, in in your head and then on paper before you just jump in with both feet. And it it's it's scary, especially with a new baby. It is scary, but you know, I think this is the right time. And and Galia said to me before she didn't push the the fact that I said no in January because she said if I wasn't confident in myself that I could do it then it would fail, you know, whereas now I'm certain I can do this, you know, I've got enough contacts, I've got enough support from everybody, like, I know I can do this, I know I can make it work, and it will work. How much, well, I'm going to go back, you, sure. you didn't You didn't just decide in January to do this, I don't think, you had been planning, I would think, for maybe a year or so, like in your head. <laughs> Were you putting money away or what did you really just roll the dice and say, now's the time, I'm never going to go back to this again? I hadn't, I, you know what, I hadn't planned it for a super, super long time. I had, I knew I wanted to be self-employed at some point. Did I plan it out as much as I should have up until this point? No. I mean, the planning, the real planning for this only really started in January. Oh, wow. um, the idea was there. And, and I know from working, I've worked at enough other companies that I had come to the realization that I don't want to work for somebody anymore. I want to work for myself. And that was solely just because of 
the way certain things were done or the way a certain procedure was you know put in place or, or whatever I just didn't agree with with certain things and, and I knew I could do it probably better myself or the way I wanted to do it you know what I mean which yeah. a lot of the time that's you know when employees get a little butter is because they have to do something a certain way and they don't agree with it and and it was the it's it's been like that just certain things at certain companies I'm like I don't agree with that I don't want to do it that way but that's the way I have to do it you know whereas when I work for myself like I know I want to work for myself and I know this is how I'm going to do something you know and that's it you know and and that's that's where I want to be and it's it's taken working at however many different companies to come to that realization that I need to work for myself. Have you got a, like, did you research maybe like a business plan or a business goal or a mission statement? Is there something where, you know, Ben says every morning when he gets up, you know, lift as heavy as you can and go make it the best day ever. Or, you know, do you have anything like that that drives you other than just family? Family is family is always number one. I mean, anybody who knows me and has, has worked with me at any point knows that I'm pretty dri- like I'm driven when it comes to work or pretty much anything I do. I'm driven. So, you know, <laughs> we'll go back to Talladega Nights. When I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. Um, <laughs> but like, I just I'm driven. I know when I get up in the morning, I'm going to do the best I can do every day. The only real thing I, I planned out or a mission statement is how much money I need to make each month, you know, you know, and, and how I'm going to do that, how many like installs I need to do a month, how many service calls I need to do a month. That's the main, that's sort of the main thing. Apart from that, I grew up in the trades. My dad had his own contracting company. You know, I know how it goes. You need to get up early. You need to be at the suppliers. You need to have your stuff and you need to be on site by eight. Like, I'm, I'm a firm believer of you need to be there at 5 to 8. If you're there dead on 8 o'clock, you're late. You know, get in, get the job done to the best of your capabilities. And, you know, that's that's just work. That's just how it goes. You know, there's no rolling out of bed late just because you own your own company and, oh, I can sleep in till 10. It doesn't work that way for me. Well, yeah, like I've interviewed a lot of people for the – I have an HVAC Entrepreneur Series, and this is probably going to fall right in that category, the HVAC Entrepreneur And they talk about how, about money, and one of the things that almost all of them say is is that it's not your money. Like, you're not working for your money, you're working for their money. Like, the bills, and the the truck payment, the van payment, the insurance, your wife, the baby. It's their money you're working for, and if there's a little bit left over at the end of the day, then I might take some. Yeah. Have you have you t- taken any business classes, or do you understand already, or did you learn from somebody like how to bid a job, profit margin, quoting, things like that? Yeah. So, like, I learned all that from my dad at a young age. I used to go to jobs with him when he was quoting and whatnot. You know, and although he was doing, you know, building work and general contracting, it's the same premise, right? It's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I worked in the oil and gas industry on the oil rigs. I would do the surveys, I would do the quoting, and then I would also do the job. So, I mean, I've done all of those those steps. I've done all the processes already. And then, obviously, working for two companies here, you, you see the prices people are charging right. for certain jobs. You know how to quote it out. You know, it's it's fairly simple. If, I mean, I've done it for, what, almost what, 11 years now I've been in the trade. I mean, so it's... 
it's a pretty simple task for for me to go and see a job and say, right, this is how much it's going to cost you, and this is how long it's going to take. You know, it's it, yes, a business class. If you're someone who's maybe newer and has only worked for a company, they've never done the the deeper things. You know, a quoting and surveying and stuff. A business class might be a good idea. But I've been around it long enough that I don't I don't see that I would gain a lot. I may gain a few pointers here and there, but I don't see that I would gain a lot from doing a class like that. Do you? Do you see other people that are in business and think to yourself, that's where I want to be in two years. Maybe he's got three vans or two vans or four vans, or maybe you and your wife are running the business in a small office. Is those some of your goals? Or are you thinking, you know what? I, I've worked for enough big, big, big businesses. I don't need that freaking headache. Like I'm just, just going to be just me for a while. Yeah. It's definitely going to be just me to begin with. You know, that's that's a guaranteed. Um, I may have to call in a buddy here and there if there's a job slightly, you know, bigger that I can't do just by myself. Um, first year, I would say probably going alone, you know, just by myself for the first year. See how things go out. See how, you know, profit margins are, how the money rolls in, etc. Um, you know, and, and things that can be improved on. Because your first year, you know, and if, if you look at statistics, first a new business, your first six months are always a loss statistically on a new business. Mm-hmm. You know, um, however, in this kind of the way I'm doing it, your overheads are so minimal that that shouldn't be the case. So it's really just going to be feeling it out, see how things work. You know, then I'm at look at getting you know, an apprentice, you know, a full-time apprentice or something, you know, and, and going from there. I don't think I'd like a, a big company or, or ever to get to a big company because I feel you, lo- you lose the, the personality, you know, you lose the personableness of, of it. You're not, you're not being, you know, yourself as much because you're having to run this big company. Um, uh, if I had a couple vans at some point, I'd be super happy. Uh, one guy I really like to watch all the time is, is Howard Mechanical, Alex at Howard Mechanical. Um, I mean, he, he runs a, a great show and he knows what he's doing and, you know, his work is super high quality. I mean, if, if I could be anywhere near, you know, the level of work that he's doing and the, the quantity of work he's doing, man, I'd be so happy. But really, it's I'm not going to be pushing to, to grow and grow super quick. It's going to be feel it out, see how it goes. If if the, the possibility to grow is there and, and the money to do so is there safely, then sure, let's do it. You know, but I'm not going to push, push super hard just to do that. So what would you say then to a, another man or woman your age? I think you're what, you're in your early 30s? Uh, 29. 29. Okay, you're right there. You're right there where uh, where my son and daughter is. What would you say to another person, early 30s, late 20s, that's thinking about sitting at home, what the hell am I going to do? This pandemic thing is driving me crazy. What would you say to them about starting their own business? What would be their advice? What would be your advice? Hmm. That's a, just don't. Is it a good idea to start your own business? I wholeheartedly think so. Yes, it is. But don't, like, don't jump in. I know it sounds like I did, but I have had this idea in my head for a long time, and I I 
like to think I know what I'm doing. Don't jump into it. Um, if there's a possibility where you can partner with somebody who maybe has experience in certain areas that you don't have, then either pick their brain, <laughs> either pick their brain and and work together, and you can always do your own things, or partner up and do a two man team. You know, and and do it sensibly. Don't go out and spend a lot of money straight. You know, right at the beginning, spend what you have to not what you would like to. Like, I would love to go out and buy a van and put all the best stuff in it and buy all the best tools and, you know, who doesn't want to do that? But just be sensible and before you even start to get to that stage, try and build a client base. I mean, one of the best things that happened to me lately is I actually had a guy from Instagram message me and said, yo, man, I've got a, a customer here who has a place in California and he has a place in Vancouver and he's complained constantly that he can't get good HVAC service from anybody in Vancouver. Now, I got a, that's a guy from California who's hooking me up with jobs up here, which is just crazy. Like, I just thought that was the coolest thing. I mean, and, and that did turn into a side job, but it's also built another client, and he's passed on my name already, and he wants me to do yearly maintenance and stuff. So it's about, you know, just hustle you have to hustle to begin with before jumping in um so it's yeah you have to play a bit of a waiting game unfortunately and these are tough times and i understand everybody's like oh shit i need money coming in now but just be sensible you don't want to dig a hole for yourself more than than any you know than what you're in now and and yeah as my wife just whispered in my ear get a wife who's an accountant <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could give people more advice, but it really is, you know, I didn't plan the business as much, but I planned the work. Mm -hmm. The work was there. The business wasn't planned out as much. And I had a huge support from, from all my buddies up here. I've got six, six friends, I think, all own plumbing companies. And they, they luckily refer HVAC work to me all the time. And they're all small businesses. And they've, you know, each one of them has given me advice on how to register the business or, you know, things I should look at for running service calls, you know, certain softwares, etc., etc. And it's, it's really been, it's been a little bit overwhelming the amount of support because it's, you know, I, I didn't think I would get that much, um, but it's been great. So it sounds like as much as the pandemic has been a horrible thing for a lot of people, you and your wife have figured out a way to turn it into, a, and your baby. The baby keeps wanting to talk and share. Yeah, sorry for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's, listen, that's the way it's supposed to be. But it sounds like really that you guys have figured out a way to turn something really super negative into a positive, and I think you're going to come out on top. I, I sure hope so. I mean, it's this is a weird, weird time to bring a baby into the world. I mean, when she grows up, when she grows up, we can tell her that she she was born into the the modern day plague, I guess. But uh, I mean, yeah, you you have to be. It's very very easy to be negative. I say this to everybody. I mean, you can complain about your job all the time. You know, it's very easy to be negative. It's a lot harder to look at positive things, and you just have to. I mean, if you're negative all the time, you're just going to make yourself more miserable than you are already. I mean, it's hard enough to live through this as it is. So just be positive, look on the bright side, you know, reach out to people, talk to people, you know, 
there's always a way to, to sort something out. I mean, I know it's difficult. I know it's hard, but it's it's all you can do, really. Well, I think it's been it's, – we've been on already 32 minutes. Um, and so I, I'm probably going to end it right here. Uh, just a super awesome uh, follow-up. Um, and we'll check in with Ben again. It's not the last time that you're going to hear from Ben on my podcast because I like checking in with him anyways. Um, anything last, like last words, anything that you want to say to people out there struggling? I know we've talked about it over and over again, but anything you want to say, to, especially the Instagrammers, because today's podcast is really about the Instagram family. Sure. I mean, if you are looking into to doing anything by yourself or you're, you're stuck or you need knowledge on anything, you know, you can reach out to me. You can reach out to anybody, really. I mean, a lot of the guys are very willing to give you information. Um, as I said, we all got to stick together. We're, we're all going to make it through this. You just have to, to be positive, um, you know, push forward, you know, keep your head high. And uh, that's that's all we can do, really. These times suck. But if we all stick together and, uh, you know, just just push through it, that's that's all we can do. I can't really give any more information or any more advice than that. You know, be positive and, and live each day um, to the best. I, I think it's a great way. I mean, for me, of course, I'm always going to tell everybody the same thing. You know, work safe, be safe, of course. Um, and be really great humans. So when you go out in the world today and in weeks to come and the months to come like it's gonna get better um and it's gonna get worse in some ways we can't i can't promise that uh it's not gonna happen but just be really great humans and support the ones that need the support love the ones that need some love and just listen to the ones that are looking to bend an ear and if you're looking to start a business get a hold of bam bam strong on instagram um as always we'll catch you guys next time thanks for being there i appreciate you a bunch And I know Ben appreciates you a bunch too. And uh, we'll check in with you next time.